All right, welcome to the Badgers Abroad Podcast. My name is Jeremy. I'm the Assistant International Safety and Security Director at UW-Madison's International Division and the host of this podcast. Today, I'm here with a special guest. She's a student here at UW-Madison, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Mia. I'm studying international studies with an emphasis on global security and political science, and I studied in Vienna, Austria this past semester. Awesome. So first, Mia, what inspired you to study in Vienna? I think there are a few factors. I have like my personal factors and then uh, studying factors. So my family, my mom's side is Austrian Swiss German. My grandpa speaks German fluently. And like as a kid, I was always around that. He was playing the accordion. He yodels actually. He won in like many yodeling competitions. So that kind of cultural influence has always been present in my life. And then actually who originally planted the seed for me was my high school English teacher studied in Austria. And ever since I heard about his experiences, that it's just kind of been in the back of my mind. So I've always thought about it. But then when I actually was doing research on the programs, I found that this, it was a business and kind of international studies program in Vienna. And I found that it would align with my major really well. And there was a lot of really cool experiences about the program. And so I thought it would be a good opportunity for me. And that's ultimately why I decided on it. So you were studying. Were you at a university studying? Yeah, it was through the IES program. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't actually at VU, which is like the Vienna University. It was kind of like a set up American university almost there. But all of the professors were local Austrians who had been doing this for years and basically volunteered to teach American students. So how did you prepare to travel to Vienna and Austria, and uh, did you did you work in any language, cultural skills, any financial planning, security preparations, anything like that? I definitely tried my best. There's probably better ways I could have gone about certain things. You know, I used Duolingo just to get the basics of like, thank you, please. Um, I drank a lot of coffee, so I was like, maybe it'd be good to know how to order a coffee at a coffee shop, something like that. Yeah, that's very important. So I did that to prep, and then I also knew that my program had three weeks of intensive German at the beginning of it, and then German throughout the semester, yeah. so that we could get to the point where we could order at a restaurant, ask for directions or something like that, just like very, very basic. So I knew I would have support in that. When it came to cultural skills, though, I knew going into it that Austrians were very um, kind of straight and arrow. I don't know, society works there. It's like, it's very rules heavy um, yeah. and regulated. So I did look up a few things and I will say my program was very helpful in this too like it's just certain things like if you're going to stand on the escalator you have to stand on the right side and people will yell at you if you're on the left side unless you're walking just things like that you can't really eat on public transportation people like frown upon that so just little things like that so you don't like stick out like a sore thumb Um, and like security wise I'd been to Europe before and I'd travel outside of the country so I had my fanny pack that I wore in the airport I had locks on my suitcases and everything like that and I'm a pretty self-aware person, so I was I was always like when I was taking public transportation, and especially like in airports and busy areas, I was always double checking on my pockets. I never really kept anything in there, anyways, and I was just like very aware. So I think that was important, and I knew I would be like that. The only thing I think I struggled to prepare was my finances. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I was a camp counselor for four years in the summers, um, and then I was kind of working really part-time in college, so I was like food running and lifeguarding. I didn't make that much money, and I definitely underestimated the cost of what it would be to go abroad, especially just based off the fact that I was traveling every single weekend. You you really underestimate that, and of course, a year out when you're looking at, oh, flights are 29 euros to London, and then when you're booking like three weeks beforehand, it's 150 yeah. euros, you know? 
All right, those are great answers. Did you have any concerns or anxieties before you departed? Did you encounter any of these concerns? And how did you overcome or accommodate those issues? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my brain automatically, I think, went to, am I going to make good friends? Am I going to have people with me? Because I actually pretty much went alone um, through the program. There were other Wisconsin kids going and I pretty much loosely knew one friend um, and he was bringing a few others. But I, for the most part, like I was pretty much going by myself into this. Mm-hmm. So I was most nervous about that, I would say, even though I'm a pretty social person and I, it worked out very well and I have many good friends from there. So that was like immediately what I was most nervous about. But I think I was just nervous about just traveling in general. I love being abroad and traveling and being in a different location. I sometimes get pretty anxious about the actual act of traveling. So just like the everything combined, the time, the bags, the, I, I don't know. I'm just, I like to, once I'm on the plane, I'm good to go. It's just like the act before that. So I think I was a little bit nervous about that too. But once you're there and you've done it a few times, it starts to become like a habit for you. And especially like taking the train, I got really good at doing that. Yeah. Vienna's in a very central location. So, you know, you're able to train to Prague, you're able to train to Munich, to Budapest, um, even down to Italy, honestly. So that it kind of became habitual and I became a lot more comfortable as I went along. Yeah, no, that's great. Tell us about the most memorable interaction you had with the locals in Vienna or Austria or in Europe in general, just on your trip. There's a there's a few. I've I've even made some Austrian friends who are my age, and one of them's in the United States right now. I might be able to see him sometime soon because he has some other friends at Wisconsin, which is mm-hmm. really cool just to hear about it from like a perspective of someone who's your age. You know, he was working, and it was it was just cool to hear about his life. But the one experience that actually comes to mind is. I was outside of my school in Vienna and I was with two other friends and we were just talking probably loudly um, in in English. And this man walked past us who was probably in his mid 60s and he stopped and he was like, are you guys American students here? And we're like, yeah. And we chatted for a bit and he was like, I actually have this art exhibition over here that I'm working on. That's it's all my paintings in there. And he was like, the building is mine for this certain amount of time. Would you guys be interested in coming to see this local Austrian art? And it was right down the street from my school. And I was with two guys, so I felt pretty comfortable. So I was like, yeah, always traveling. Groups. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's so a good idea. So he was like, would you guys like to come see? And I was like, yeah. So we went in and it was beautiful. He had all of his art all around and he just talked about how um, lucky he felt that he was this guy from the the Austrian countryside who got to come into Vienna and show off his art. And here he was in the central first district of Vienna with this whole art exhibition. Um, And he sat us down, he gave us coffee and he offered us cake and we sat and talked for a while and he really instilled this was towards the beginning so he really instilled like to kind of soak everything up soak the cultural experiences up and he ended up giving us his card and his number and it just showed me I think that sometimes you get nervous traveling as an American abroad but it just showed me that people are really are really kind especially in Vienna every experience I had was people were very very kind as long as you were kind back to them and you and you wanted to learn from them and so that was something that opened my eyes to you know if you're a kind person and you're willing to learn more often than not they'll be kind back to you. Well, like you said earlier, too, you took the time to learn about some of those cultural norms as well. A lot of that goes a long way. Or having the willingness to learn a little bit of the language and at least attempt to speak some of the language probably helps a little bit, too. Yeah, I mean... It's nice in Vienna because they make Viennese kids take English from like first grade on. They're mandated to. So pretty much everyone speaks English there. There was only a few encounters I had actually in Vienna where people didn't speak English and I had to use my elementary German to get by. But so even when I would try, they'd often laugh and speak to me in English, but they always appreciated the gesture, I think. Yeah. 
All right. So what was your favorite food in Vienna or in Austria in general? And where did you get it? I think my favorite would be the Kreiner, which is yeah. this sausage they have with like kind of cheese in the middle. And the best places to get them are they have, it's basically like food stands all around. Yeah. They're basically like sausage stands and you just go up and they put them in a bun and they like fry them up there right for you get them hot. And it's like three, four euros for one. So that was pretty awesome. Probably amazing bread too. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. And so that was one of my favorites. And then the one that the one that took my money a lot was we had this kebab stand oh, yeah. right outside my school. The, these things were just amazing. It was like the fresh chicken every single day on that like rotisserie thing. And then all like these veggies in it um, and their special sauce. And it was it was hard to go a day without without ordering that. So what was something that you used in Austria that you couldn't have lived without? So something you maybe you didn't think that you would need or maybe something you didn't bring and you wish you had brought. But what's what's one item that you used while you're traveling that you that you couldn't have lived without? I think I might have an interesting answer to this. That's great. We love interest. So <laughs> when I got there, I started looking around for a guitar, actually, because I play guitar here and I've never gone like four or five months without playing. And I was like, it might be nice. It was my, it was actually my first time having my own room also. So I was like, it could be nice. I could play, maybe play guitar a little bit. I found this like 30 euro, like classical guitar and brought it back. And I think that was something that when I felt stressed, when I could come back from a long day, gave me a little bit of peace of mind. It was kind of a little slice of home too. Um, I'm not necessarily a huge homesick person, but being like thousands of miles away from your family and friends can be difficult at times. So I think that that guitar was something I'd come back every day after class. I'd play a little bit and it just kind of made me relax a little bit. And I think that's pretty much the thing I couldn't have lived without. I was really, really glad that I decided to just go get that. Is there anything you brought with you? Um, I had a travel backpack that was like the perfect regulation size for all those budget airlines like oh, yeah. Ryanair, Wizz Air. And it was great because it was kind of like zip up like a suitcase. Um, but you could also like you wore it on your back and it could fit under the seat. So that was honestly a lifesaver because paying for that extra baggage fee is horrible <laughs> when you're yeah. a student there. It's like 80 euros. So and if you don't pay for it and you go there to the airline and they are like, oh, your bag's too big. You got to pay like those 75 euros too. So I think that was something that I was like, I did my research on before and I was really glad I had that because I was able to pack so much stuff in there that like I could go for a full week. I could go for five, four or five days and have enough stuff in there. So yeah. Did you have any issues with like plugins or anything like that doing the conversions? Um, I got a, I got, honestly, I just got an adapter from Amazon yeah. and so it, it worked go. everywhere for me. Yeah, I had yeah. like the UK, EU and a US adapter on it. And perfect. So what was the most significant challenge you faced in Austria and how did you overcome it? And if you have more than one, tell us about more than one. I, there's, there's probably two. One is more academic. So I think when you go abroad, a lot of people are like, the focus is on the experience and not necessarily the classes that you're taking. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my friends didn't have classes on Fridays or Mondays or things like that who were in different cities. But in Vienna, we had class five days a week. Every single day, attendance was mandatory. They were long classes. They were like three-hour classes at some points. And so I found myself having to put more effort into the classes than I thought I was going to, which ended up being great because I really did get to learn from these amazing professors who are so overqualified to be teaching us. But I did have one class. I took the business of wine mm -hmm. um, in Austria. And I kind of, you know, I thought it was going to be a fun class. Like, oh, to learn about wine. Like, that's awesome. Like, And it was great. But 
I had to study so this is one of like the midterms and finals on this I was studying for hours and hours on end because my teacher was basically like you need to act like a sommelier when you're done with this you need to know like the entire fermentation process all the different types and you had to be able to label them you had to be able to say these are the aromas this is what the taste is like this is you know the viscosity of the wine and be able to we would taste wine and we have to guess what wine it was and we did all regions of the world and it's not that it like necessarily aided my field of like international studies or poli sci but definitely was a good reminder that sometimes there's things out there that you don't think are going to be difficult and I had to study so hard for this that it was good to have something like that to keep me you know in that school mindset but no that's awesome so what advice would you give to other individuals who are considering traveling or studying abroad in Austria I think something I wish I knew well obviously everyone's going to tell you it goes by really fast and it does and there were times where I was like you know, I'm not, I'm not eating as well as I, I used to in the U.S. I'm not exercising as much or I'm, you know, I feel like I'm go, go, go. I never have alone time to just sit. And my advice is you're going to have time when you come back to get back to where you want to be, to, to get back into your routine, everything like that. And in the moment, it might feel go, go, go. You might feel a little bit burned out at times, but that's what makes the best memories that what gets you the best experiences and so I would there were some times where I think I held back because I thought like I don't know I was used to my life in the U.S. but you're only in Europe for however many months you're there weeks even and so my advice is to just kind of soak it up while you're there and push through and just do everything that you can possibly do because you're never going to get the chance to be young like that not have that many serious responsibilities travel all the time and it's you're never going to have that type of experience again so I would say Go all out while you can. So how did traveling to Austria affect your personal growth and career aspirations? I think spending a significant time abroad definitely was an eye-opening experience as to what it could be like to work abroad. And I actually had the great opportunity. One of my friends, um, her uncle, lives in Vienna and he works for the nuclear sector of the UN. Mm-hmm. He's a very high up lawyer in there in those ranks. So he was a phenomenal connection and I got to have dinner with him at one point and he got to talk me through what his experience was kind of working up into that, what it was like to live abroad for him, be away from family all the time and things like that. So I got to kind of hear all sides of this from someone who is working an incredibly lucrative job there. And very prestigious job yes, there very. in Vienna. And he also did get to talk to me about potential grad school options and things like that and what he did and what he sees a lot of young people doing. And he even like told me about a program that I didn't know about that I then got to research. So that particular instance was very, very eye-opening to me and it was a great connection that I got to make. And then my professors as well, they were, as I said before, they were super overqualified. They, like, they were teaching us basically because they thought it was fun to do that. So one of my professors was actually, he managed like the Cirque du Soleil for a while and things like that and got to travel around and he had these great connections. Every week we went on a different field trip to, you know, Savrowski and we got to talk to like one of the top managers there about that or we got to go to um, the Prater area of Vienna which was like this giant amusement park and this huge and we got to learn about the business of all that so even just beyond you know like politics and international studies what I'm kind of used to studying in my realm I got to see um, some of the business side to things too which also kind of opened the door a little bit to what I want to do something in the corporate world like with my skills that I have from international studies so it, it definitely just gave me options it felt like I felt like 
my horizon got broadened a little bit. So is there anything we didn't cover or are there any other things you'd like to share with future travelers? One thing I would say I wish I did, although it may seem like a task, if you're there, I would recommend getting a journal or if you don't like writing, opening a Word doc and just every week, maybe like summarizing the things you did, where you went, who you were with and things like that, because things like that fade very easily in your memory. Mm -hmm. I'm currently going back right now and journaling about my entire time there because I know in even a few years, like the details are going to be a little bit fuzzy, but it's been really, really fun for me to like look back on some of that. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's just great to have that down, just, just to look back on later in your life. And also in meeting connections, make sure you grab their number or grab their email, like get their name or their card because you never know like what you're going to need. Like, because it might sound weird, but if you make a meaningful connection with someone, they'll remember you. Or even if they don't and you email them or you or you text them or something and just check in and use that connection, like they're going to want to help you. Um, and they're going to see that you're taking that advantage, taking that opportunity. So even if you don't think I'm going to live abroad in the future, I'm going to work abroad, just make sure you write stuff like that down. And yeah, I think that, that that's something that I was glad that I did. All right, Mia. So uh, that concludes this podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Thank you for having me.